0: listening to the
1: stuck at home podcast presented by starburns audio
0: ladies and gentlemen and all of our stuck at homies please put your hands together and welcome to your playlist your host cliff dorfman and jason smith
1: I could see you with you, you with your little pompadour, and uh, what's not? I mean, technically, I guess it's not a pompadour.
0: But look, I have the Elvis hair.
1: Yeah, but it, you you got some uh, extra hair on there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not well, saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. A grooms, I'm just saying you got a, a middle little, ground. Little, like you got a little
0: extra hair there. But that's that is okay with me. That is Wait, that's all right how with are you, me. you? I'm interrupting you, but how are you seeing you, both of us? Because I want to do that too.
1: I, I don't see both of us I just see you I just see you oh, okay that, that's the
0: way this is but going. I can see right.
1: people there I can see people as they come on as they listen to our show as they as they join in okay so yeah. yeah so we got a big week we got a big weekend heading out of out of us um there's a couple things that I want to talk about in the news we we'll get everybody else going the first thing I want to talk about uh, just happened um HBO HBO Max sick. yeah go paramount Warner Brothers that whole collection has announced that every movie that they're they're coming out with this year is also going to be coming out on HBO Max. So every theatrical release is going to come out in both places. Happy Friday, Nancy.
0: Hey Nancy. What's up? Happy Friday. Okay. So this is, I mean, you wanna go, you want to keep going with this and mention what's coming? Or what do you go?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to talk a little bit about this. So what I'm talking about is so every movie, so that means when Wonder Woman comes out as the first, first one kind of on the list, it's going to be out in theaters and it's going to be out on HBO Max, same day. And it's going to be free for everybody who's on HBO Max. It's not going to be like a bonus charge or anything else. It's just going to be out free. When The Matrix 4 comes out, it'll be on HBO Max and out of theaters at the same time. Uh, John Wick, anything coming out, Mortal Kombat, every theatrical movie coming out in theaters in 2021 for HBO is going to be in both places at the same time. Unprecedented.
0: This is, again, you know, I feel like... We don't take credit for it. No one's going to give it to us. But we have been predicting this since day one of the quarantine. And we started this. Theaters are, unfortunately, pretty much a relic. They are now a thing for rich people, parties, and remember whens. That's it. This is this seals it. We gotta. On top of this, we have Disney's fourth quarter report coming out, right? And you know they're gonna launch their whole streaming thing. Black Widow's gonna be on it for sure. Saying that now, do you agree with that?
1: I agree with that. I think that I think Disney has to fall suit. I don't know if there's any other way to do this. You're you're basically, you know, is gonna have to too eventually. You know, they have this 17 day kind of window, but I think that this goes that goes away.
0: Well, it's just not. It's it's not sustainable. And, and here's the thing. And we can say that Disney's following suit, but let's be clear. Disney was the first to make the announcement that it's turning all its attention towards streaming. So this announcement yep. is really on the heels of that. So Disney was really right. the first domino. If we're being fair. Right. they started it with
1: hamilton they did it with hamilton they kind of did it with mulan they started testing out the waters on this yes and there's been a few movies scoob one of the great movies of 2020 scoob
0: yeah you love scoob i really i wait i want to just before i forget it because you know me with the short-term memory loss it's uh disney also made the announcement that they are you know turning their attention solely towards right Right, okay. right.
1: They told them, they said they were going to focus more on streaming options and look at that stuff. And then you start seeing the MCU stuff. You start seeing a lot of the, um, the different components from different, um, different shows, um, like being more of a part of it. So you see like, all right, we're going to do an Obi-Wan thing. We're going to do this. We're going to release these pieces, but it was always looking at it as kind of a, a streaming first, but not necessarily taking the theatrical slate, uh, above board. I mean, if, if that was the case, the MCU would already be. We would have Black Widow out. We'd have the Immortals and actually all these things kind of geared. They still, they're still have a theatrical run inside them, or at least that that's where, where they're at right now.
0: Well, yeah, but that's what Warner Brothers is saying too. We're still putting stuff out in theaters, but you don't have to leave. Right. You could stay stuck at home and you could watch everything in the theaters. So really, that's what's going to... So, so they're still doing their theatrical commitment, whatever that is. You know whether right. like how many days, and Disney will do the same thing. But this is only going to last for a year or two. This is this is uh, of old.
1: Yeah, it's only going to last a year or two. Where it's going to be in both places, or it's only last yes. a couple year or two before there's no theaters
0: anymore. Uh, well, both. Right. Right, because it's only going to be a year or two. It's in both places because theater is going to go away.
1: And so here's the question: Do we? People.
0: Kevin Hart. So, do know, we have the theaters?
1: Do we have films anymore, or do we have things like The Mandalorian, where we have these, you know, twenty-piece movies or Game of Thrones type things? Or does film, as we know it, change?
0: From film, this? as we know it, has already changed. Uh, a, uh check out Mank on on Netflix. This is the. Right. This is it. This is it. This is everyone who's who matters, and everyone who's going to set the uh, path for the next ten years is doing it via streaming. That's it Well, I mean and, and that's the thing, and, and
1: everybody out on stereo, everybody out there. I would love to hear your guys' opinions on this, but like but that's the question like do you th- movies like Manko do we see much standalone do we see things do we see the two hour movie does that exist in the same way that we have you know look at Snyder and he, him releasing um the Justice League right he's releasing the Justice League as a uh you know basically as a five hour movie, right? Five, one Mm -hmm. hour or four or five, one hour sessions, right? Now that's how he's going to release this movie. Is it more of stuff like that? Do we start seeing things in director's cup form more than we start seeing, do we see things in like the, their MPAA approved formats? What, you know, there's no, there is no MPAA when we start talking about streaming.
0: Um, Great point, Jason. The MPAA is a dinosaur. The fact that they exist in any way, shape, or form it sh- is, is absolutely ridiculous. They are no longer needed. They should no longer absorb any money. And any money that they were making should all be donated to third world countries and people for COVID relief. For real. It's its a ridiculous, antiquated thing. every I'm going to shut up in a second. Every network, every streamer, it, well, network, again, we get into that. But what's good... Uh, Every streamer they're they're responsible enough to parent themselves at this point tvma nudity language strong sexual content right. i mean he could figure it out by watching an episode
1: right well i always think it's funny that you could you you see more tna in an episode of uh of game of thrones than you ever will in any t any movie that's allowed to be out in a theater what's good omg 98 ttt trip yeah, t yeah.
0: That's who I said it's good to, but you know, I'm not wearing my glasses, so I didn't uh <laughs> it's all good. I language. I wanted to say,
1: well, because it says 98 ttt and it's like, what's up? Oh my god butt. Um, because I read it wrong because I, I my glasses also <laughs> awesome, brother. Good, glad to wait, hear it. Wait,
0: wait, uh, the other thing we're talking about with sex is that I and I've said this before multiple times. I I don't think there's any need for sex scenes any longer in a movie, except if it's a movie about sex and it's organic to the <laughs> characters. But when they come right. on, oh, you know, absolutely. it's like no matter how hot i think one of the people are i don't or both i don't want to see it i'm like ah oh, i don't want to watch this just listen, come on listen Blow boobies
1: boobies and movies are for 13 year old boys who need to yeah uh
0: sex who need sex to scenes. You,
1: yeah they need it that's where they see their first boobs you can't take but that not away anymore.
0: from no porn not movies. anymore
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true that is true i uh, give me two reasons you have 96 reasons to watch movies i just want two i just want two give me two um okay, and so then uh
0: movies but okay so so, so go on just
1: so but my question with it all is that um you know i and i don't doubt i think that there are stories that can be told in that two-hour format but because of you know the money part of it one and two, the bang for your buck i wonder if we're going to start seeing everything like the super horror stuff the action movie the serialized See, and you're right sexies in france are better than than in catalonia um scenes in france are ridiculous
0: first yeah, but of all that's where they were created uh, <laughs> you know, like we've just That's why they call it french off. kissing yeah we've been, exactly we've been ripping off uh european cinema uh yeah. since day one
1: yeah. yeah yeah and all they had to do is just rip off deodorant guys um sorry stinky motherfuckers um <laughs> just kidding i'm just kidding um anyway what i was saying is like so we're gonna i think we're gonna see something with the, the big budget move right um Oh yeah. I think that the the budget's going to switch. So you still might have $200 million movies, but I think that's going to be a $200 million 6 episode arc, right? I think that you're mm-hmm. going to see a lot of that stuff adjust that way. Um, scaled scale down and up at the same time, but I don't see movies being the same. I think that you're I think that where we what I'm hoping for is a resurgent in, in for the indie movie, for the 20 million, the 5 million, the the $30 million movie, you know uh to make a comeback on 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 the smaller screen because they can be bought and they can they can earn their money back much easier and people give things a chance. Netflix is full of stuff that like I can't believe it's getting a chance to thrive and it's in the top 10.
0: Exactly right. Um okay, so let's we again things we've touched on, right? So first of all, like Ballad of Buster Scruggs, fantastic example for Netflix, like it was a two years almost ago now, is the $30 million Cohen Brothers movie that is going to, you know, uh, frightfully possibly be washed away by this streaming, uh, you know, uh, uh, tsunami. So, what Netflix does, picks it up, makes it, says here, we're just going to put this out for you. It's a little 50, the, the Charlie Kaufman movie that's unwatchable. I might, you know, I'm thinking of ending it. Well, um, I'm, thinking I'm thinking of ending things, yeah. Yeah, Thing of Ending Things, which I'm a huge Charlie Kaufman fan. I really am. Uh, Right. Every movie up until this one. And then this one, I was like, I don't understand. But by the way, Netflix gives it a home. Hulu gives them homes. All the Blumhouses, Amazon and Hulu. Everything we're going to see within that 90-minute to two-hour indie film, uh, I think we're going to see even more so because box office is now being redefined. Well, even
1: just if you look at things like Holiday or... Uh, the photo booth, which aren't show movies for me by any means, but they're the smaller, uh, romantic comedy or kids movies. They're doing they they have a chance to shine in there. Like, who would have ever you know, if we were looking at movies, The Queen's Gambit might have actually, as a movie, would have probably done okay, right? That's a perfect little movie. Could have probably been a movie, but aren't you glad that that's a six eight se- episode season of something?
0: Okay, let me let me let me. That's a great example. The Queen's Gambit is a movie. That doesn't even get made. Okay, because we have Bobby Fisher, we have the Lawrence Fishburne movie with the chess. There's a hundred chess movies, and they'll be like, oh, I get it, a white girl who's now an orphan and a chess player. If you only have 90 minutes to tell that story, the landscape of cinema, of movie making, is what we know to be movie making, uh, counts that out before it even gets to step in the ring. Whereas when you have six to seven hours to explore that character and do an autopsy on that character and all of those characters, and really get involved and connected that's where that thing shines that thing doesn't shine in an hour and a half or two hours yep i don't
1: believe i agree i gotta agree i have a couple questions for omg 98tt real quick as we talk about this stuff first um and i want to know if you know uh what's the flemish perspective do you know what the flemish perspective on sex seeds is because i always try i've tried the flemish perspective a couple times i always ended up with like a, a a knot in my knee um and uh, also, No Strings Attach is a great movie. I like that movie. That's a, one of those little rom-coms that did really well, right? That was the, is that the uh, Ashton Kutcher? Kutcher one? Yeah. Or is it the Justin Timberlake?
0: No, it's Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman. Yeah,
1: see, that's why I like that one
0: better. But there's Portman two, like. likely
1: duo to be together. Booty Call like Booty had the, um, the other girl from uh, the 70s show. She, it had Mila and Justin in it. Uh, the, which right. was the sex date or booty call or whatever it was called. So they have, yeah, the same, there's same, always same concept. It's the ants bug life thing. It's uh, an Armageddon. Uh,
0: but this is what we were talking about with the queen's gambit, how there's all these uh, chess movies. So boom, it just goes away. It's like, oh, that's not going to be a thing. Right. So, so I think this is where we're seeing a new frontier and it's going to give filmmakers a new frontier. Plus all these young up and coming voices that we really need right now. Very badly. Yep. right? Like who's the new Quentin or PTA and how are they going to explore what the medium is today? Because remember they're growing up in this medium.
1: Right. It is a very interesting question because it's really hard for me to think right now. You know, I, I look at some of the people that are doing, you know, a lot of people for better, or for worse have kind of got stuck into this, uh, Marvel factory, but you have, you know, newer, newer directors who aren't necessarily newer. You have people like Taika, uh, would be a, a newer voice, I think, that's only been around, that's really been recognized in the last few years. You have, uh, yeah, but it, it is an interesting thing. You have all of them are directing, all of them have, end up having to direct a, a superhero movie before they can go and do their indie movies anymore.
0: Right. It's like getting knighted yeah. by the queen. And like, hey, there you go, sir, sir, Taika. Now you can go yeah, exactly. uh, an indie.
1: Well, like, you know, John Watts. I really like John Watts. I thought he was... I thought Cop Car was a, lot, a really fun movie with, uh, with uh, Kevin Bacon.
0: Oh, Kevin Bacon. Bacon.
1: I don't think I saw it. Oh, yeah. It's uh, two boys come across a, a a car in the middle of... A, a cop car in the middle of, a, like, oh, next to a I ditch. I see that. That was a freaky movie.
0: Like yeah, it was it. a
1: fun, freaky, weird movie, yeah. right? Yeah, That's John trying. Watts. But now he's, like, all Spider-Man all the time. You know, you look at... Uh, <laughs> you know, you look at the... Uh, you know... The I mean, br- if brothers Russo.
0: Making fifty thousand dollars a year, and someone said you want to make a hundred million dollars a year? Would you go back yeah. to making fifty?
1: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but you know the brothers Russo, right? Like they're action directors. They came from comedy. They could do a lot of comical, Did they weird stuff. Their from name? The no, I just like Russo? calling them the brothers. I just like call- I just like <laughs> calling them the brothers Russo. <laughs> <laughs> the brothers. The Russo, Russo bro- has arrived. The, Ru- the Russo brothers, not the Collins um they you know you look at those guys they were directing episodes of you know of community and then they did uh civil war now all of a sudden they're like the the action the action directors to get on all this stuff right like so you know it's kind of interesting so you see that side of it and then you know wayne we watched wayne right which is the closest thing to a tarantino movie that hasn't come out from a tarantino in a long time and that's a series you know you also look at the guy who did Fargo, the guy who does um, all that stuff, Noah. Noah uh, yeah. And you say, okay, well, there's a different, there's that, that approach and you're, you're seeing this stuff from TV directors. You know, I, I, I always talk about my guy who did uh, Hannibal and all you. that
0: stuff. I got to stop you. That's not a term anymore. Yeah. TV director. Yeah. I'm saying no, that's it's not just... a term anymore. It's not, you're a director now. We're, we're, you're directing, everything's on a TV. That's the thing. And in the next five years, that's where it's all going to be, on a TV. Yeah, You're a director. No, absolutely. Yep. And that's, and I think that's what changes,
1: right? Yeah. That's what changes when we start going, with, when we start talking about this. It's not going to really matter. You're going to even have long form or short form content.
0: Right. And, and I, oh, it, that's exactly right. Long form or short form content. Are you making a two hour or two and a half, thread? less than three, or are you making, you know, six to 10 or 11? And yep. that's it. And the seasons are shorter. And by the way, don't, don't think it's a far cry from the time i can almost throw a shoe at it uh, the time where marvel goes away right for real marvel now, doesn't have I, 10 more years well this marvel wasn't around forever <laughs> you know when we nope. were writing entourage, the whole thing was he didn't want to be a comic book guy right now everyone right. vince didn't want to be aquaman
1: right you know right and, and the aquaman and, joke only and aquaman's only the jo- you know a thing cuz they did 15 years worth of comic books to get to an aquaman He's never the second, <laughs> second person.
0: Oh no, Aquaman was like the furthest one down, and but that was the whole point. It was like Vince didn't want the role until James, Ca- and then James Cameron's doing it. And it's like holy crap! Now this is going to be the sickest movie in the world. So if James Cameron was coming over, and that's what we were seeing back then, you know, is this yeah. kind of vision of they're right. going to do these bigger comic book movies. So now it's just a everyone's going to be
1: in the same swimming pool man yeah, i mean well and that's the whole thing you have all these you know you had Ramy at the time right that's when cameron had actually written a spider-man script at that point um right uh, cyclops oh omg said cyclops is yeah i like cyclops too that's one of my favorite x-men also very very good in deadpool um but I, I think you're right. I think that that that, that it, it does adjust. You know, and that's another people to talk about, James Wan and the guys that do uh, all the Fast and Furious and great set of action directors that have only come around in the last 20 years. But they're still a little bit back in the olden times, right? Like, But I do think these horror movie directors and the, these people that are horror film directors are going to see a big resurgence coming up soon. I think there's going to be a lot of fun to be had with streaming horror. Agreed.
0: Agreed. And I also think that we're going to see... Okay, so, so you're saying... I like what you're saying about the streaming horror because at the end of the day, a horror is going to be where we're going to find more character. And here's the other thing about these big-budget action directors. They are not in the world of creating believable three-dimensional layered characters so to have to come over to making a movie that's character based or much more organically grounded within the characters is going to be like you know uh me trying to be a doctor right now right well I, i can tell you exactly what it's like it's like
1: gareth evans coming over from doing these high concept violent truly beautiful action movies and trying to do the gangs of London and having it last and be solid for an entire season you know three or four episodes great but once we get past that then we we started running into trouble
0: well but in fairness with that I will say had he not handed off the reins after three episodes Mm -hmm. you know listen is Gareth maybe he's so busy he couldn't do it right but I think that show would be a thousand percent different if he if gareth did what noah hawley did which is write and direct all the episodes or the majority of them right and then we'd have a whole different thing when you see that when you see someone writing every episode or eight out of the ten and the directors are consistent that's where it's really something (laughs) Uh,
1: i well i and i think but well i think you know he's still the showrunner he's still the executive producer whether he directed everything or not and he's still that program creator, so he still had control over that overall story. But that's, I think, where he struggles. I think that he shines in those first initial episodes because it's like action, and he's going to kick somebody, and then he's going to do a he's going to yeah. he's going to do a, a gag where it looks like you know, where there's no cut, but it looks like he chopped a guy's leg off, and it looks real. Like yeah. he's incredible at those parts of it. But like I just kind of think it drives to what you're saying. Like once you start having to try and develop those characters out beyond the coolness of them. Like, you notice that that's when, when all shows kind of have to make some decisions. Like, you know, even if you think about a comedy like, uh, like, uh, you know, talking about Community and Joel McHale. Joel McHale was cool. Everybody liked him. And then when they had to start figuring out nuance to him, you have to, you have to immediately get rid of all that stuff. You have to throw all that away and figure out what really makes him tick. And that's where things get interesting. Sometimes, when like, when you, like you have to throw... Relatable. Or, or horrible. You know? Yep, like, when sure. you get rid of the pieces... You 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 find a way to, you have to find a way to do that. But I think that's the struggle, like you said, like when you start doing these pieces.
0: Yeah. So, so what I think also as you bring this up, and I think let's get into, I know there's more news and I know that there is some stuff that we wanted to talk about from the must watch and watch and all that. Um, yeah, absolutely. But I think here's a little prediction is that we might see these really, really amazing character directors I might go as far as to say a, a P.T. Anderson, you know, directing a much more highly action-based movie in the future. Like Netflix mm-hmm. might say, here's $80 million, P.T.A. Do you want to go make something that's you with nine scenes of sick action? You know, and I think Soderbergh's been I... sewing that line uh, together for a long time. And I think we're going to start seeing that from a lot more of these auteurs and these, these real character yeah. and writing-based directors.
1: Yeah. I would like to see it. I mean, that's the thing I'm, you know, missing the things that we're not talking about It's PT Anderson, but it's also, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's all the you know, the more thinker directors that I would like to see a lot of stuff from, you know? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that's, that's the thing that that's actually hasn't been out there like lately that I've been missing. Like I am a huge Wes Anderson fan, right? I haven't mm-hmm. seen a Wes Anderson movie in a while. And I know that the next one's going to come out here. And the last one he did was that stop motion movie. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 dogs one, which Island of Dogs, which I loved, but I'm ready for more stuff, and I feel like these are the art tours that I'm not seeing because they, you know, they want to put this in the art house theaters. Just bring me bring me some great stuff on Netflix.
0: Right, that's next. I really do. I think they're going to go to someone like West and say, "We got this crazy script. Rewrite it. Make it action." in and West Anderson, and we're going to see the 80 million dollar mm-hmm. Wes Anderson Netflix film.
1: That'd, I, be, I really, cool. I mean, again, That'd be cool. Again, prediction,
0: but that's what I would do.
1: I mean. Look how Bill Lawrence is doing with uh, Ted Lasso, man. There's a place for it.
0: Listen, you know, there's I a place, there's only for, a place for one soccer show though. I mean, how many shows <laughs> can you have in America? That thing is so good Ted Lasso, it's like how can you make anything better than that? And it's just no, you can't. I mean maybe the you answer can't.
1: is you, you don't you you just you just let it be, you just let it live. Right. All right, okay, you ready so to talk about some other shows we're watching? Oh, yeah. So uh one movie that's coming out um, that we haven't really talked about is Godmothered, but I'm actually really excited to see Godmothered. You know what this one is? Uh, is that it Melissa McCarthy? Oh this is uh this is uh, this is with uh, Isla Fisher and Jillian Bell. I don't know anything about this. I was like, oh yeah. No. Tell me. Uh, so basically jillian bell is the godmother and comes over to help isla fisher uh and it's the basically idea is an inexperienced fairy godmother in training tries to prove people that they still need fairy godmothers it's a little bit of a christmassy movie but i think jillian bell is very funny um this is a new disney movie that's coming out
0: is it on disney
1: plus on disney plus freddy and free oh by the way if you're not oh yeah see omg 98tt agrees it looks amazing it looks really really funny. Um, so that's out. I wasn't. Um, arguing. if you have oh no, I know. Uh, you know, uh, Mulan's out now. You can watch it for free if you, uh, you know, are kind of gonna look past all the, uh, the almost war crimes um, related to that movie. It's out there and available.
0: <laughs> right. Okay, so that's out right. now. Uh, all right. What else? Yeah, Mank yep. is out. All right, but what, go, go, go. I like the way you're. Streaming.
1: Mank. Have you watched Mank? Have you watched Mank?
0: No, I'm saving Mank for tonight. Like Mank's like, and that's what's happening now. Like that's my go to the movies on Friday night is watching yeah. Mank.
1: Well, Mank
0: is, Mank's going to be an interesting one.
1: I want to know how that one is. That's one of those ones kind of like when I tell you, Hey, you need to go out and watch Saved by the Bell, which I know you haven't yet, but oh. when you finally do, <laughs> um, you'll know that it's good, but I kind of need you to tell me, Mank, give me the approval to go see Mank
0: yeah, I'm gonna watch it. We'll t- obviously we're gonna talk later, but I'm watching it tonight, and I can i I can't wait. and Tuppets, Tupids, I can't say her name. Tuppins Middleton, right? I mean, come on, Venture, I mean, and this is the future of cinema. Okay. what do we got? What's next?
1: All right so we got Mank. Um so and then um then the next thing, and then obviously, I told you that we we have Big Mouth. I'm really excited about Big Mouth that which just released. Um, and then, um uh, all right, go ahead, oh no. Go
0: ahead. I was saying, like, uh, we can run through also the ones we didn't get to on the on the list. Yeah.
1: So I want to talk about Belushi on Showtime. What is Belushi? Is that a documentary?
0: Yeah, it's in. It's the new, the newest documentary, and it's a lot of unseen footage, uh, interviews with his wife, with Aykroyd. with and 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 basically what I uh, gathered is that there was a there was a biographer who was going to write the book on Belushi, and I guess everybody was into it, and he had made all these recordings and videos of interviews with all these people along the way, and this documentarian took all of that and made it into a brand new documentary about Belushi, and again, it goes right to your same, you know, you say it all the time, and I agree with you that it's a rich white dude sport, you know, it's like polo being in comedy, and you got to have, mm-hmm. you know, and listen, they weren't wealthy, but they were living in the suburbs of Illinois, and it goes right from, you know, and they were, um, they weren't Armenian, they were Albanian, and, you know, it was something that he had shame about, and and they really kind of get into that, the father was the, you know, the diner, you know, cheeseburger, cheeseburger, that was his dad, they owned a diner, right. did you know that? Right, well, I did not know that, No. Well, I mean, and, I mean, and, 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 and like we talked now.
1: about, like, you have to have enough money to be able to let your kid be without a job while they go to you know the groundlings right like they they have to be able to like take the intensives
0: yeah they can't work it's like they basically are going like no 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 mom dad check it i'm gonna do this and but yeah here's the thing about belushi he was paying for himself he always he was one of those you know uh prodigies he was a you know if he was Poor as a church mouse, this guy was going to be as as huge and successful and famous as a, as the brightest star ever. There's, you know, he had yeah. that thing; it just outshined everything else. And they 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 run through this in a very interesting way in this documentary. And I think what we're seeing from Showtime in general is they're putting a focus on trying to find these interesting, well done docs, and at like Reagan's and now this with Belushi, and 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 they can add another one
1: to it. Let me ask you a really important question about this one, though. Is Jim in it?
0: His
1: interviews are in it. How much Jim is in it?
0: Enough where I went, you know what? I kind of like the guy now.
1: <laughs> I want to tell you a story about Jim Balushi. It's one of the first things I learned about when I, uh, I got into the business. Um, we were yeah. working with somebody who was working with somebody. I'm not going to give you any names or exacts, but yeah, like worked that. on life according to... Life According to Jim, right? There's a, sh- a movie or there's a TV show, Life According Very to Jim. It was on there for a long by time. The way. Long time. Very long running. So one of the things that this person told us who was a, produ- a producer, a showrunner, somebody that worked there is that Jim did not like stopping to go to the bathroom. Jim hated stopping to go to the bathroom, leaving, going pee, going to the bathroom. So he would leave jars of pee. Spoiler alert guys, we're going to, I'm going to say the word pee like 10 more times, stereo.com and everybody else. But Jim would leave jars of his pee all around the entire staging area, back behind everything, in his, in his room.:
0: That's an asshole.
1: Yeah, he, leaving it He would pee do in that,
0: that's he true. would
1: yeah, he'd pee in jars and just leave them everywhere. Oh,
0: that's not cool.: they, 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 So uh, really I, I had another it friend for, that added it for a grip.
1: Like just I you bags? know what I think so You're just leaving it leaving it for somebody. Yeah, well once the once the
0: bottle's warm, it's gross to hold. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much bad yeah. that's as Jeff Garland would say, that's a big bowl of wrong. Oh, that's man. a big bowl
1: of wrong. And so um yeah, I would watch uh, I would highly recommend watching uh, the show, the stop motion show Frankenhole. Um and if you do that happen to find the Jim Belushi episode, you can see uh, an homage to uh said P being left everywhere uh in that <laughs> show
0: so interestingly about jim in this documentary it's all these interviews that he did years ago he's got and it he's
1: it. drinking it he's he's drinking what you think is a big jar of lemonade it's what's interesting about it right He's just holding it he's not really drinking it just he totally...
0: you know what i don't feel like there's anything i can say at this point that's worthwhile about jim belushi <laughs> after that story would <laughs> be you know it, it's you get it you
1: get it well you so, know but,
0: but real quick real quick and we'll do this fast
1: we, you know, and I just want to say this, you know, if you're going to whip your wee-wee out to make some pee-pee, you better be whipping it out of some undies. That's all I'm saying, right?
0: Jason cannot pass up a good segue. Hey, Linda Hazelberry. <laughs> Very good to see you. Uh, yes, Howard, you're right.
1: Howard Hughes peed in jars and left them over. Yep, Google it. Don't tell me to Google people peeing in jars, Mom. That's my mom telling me to. Go- hey, I just Googled watching people pee in things. Gross.
0: By the way, but if you're gonna pee in uh, anything, pee in a me undies because let me tell you, the micromodal only gets softer when it's wet.
1: Yeah, and, and the truth not? is, then you then you can get a then you can get a new pair of them um, sent Sorry. to you free. Like these didn't work; they're covered in Jim Belushi's pee.
0: Oh, by the way, now what I want is a Jim Belushi me undies one onesie <laughs> with only the the mason jars, little tiny mason jars yeah. of JBP. <laughs> jbp yeah. jbp right all over Miami. i like it that's a, but the, a, a new they, piece of loungewear jbp loungewear via me undies yeah. by the way though the thing is i gotta tell you again i went online and i bought more gifts this is the easiest thing in the nice. world to do i don't have to leave and i know i could use amazon or whatever but i, I am telling you this is just easier for me plus i use my own discount
1: yeah stuck at offer code stuck do it all right then um then i wanted to ask you um cuz we haven't talked about this but i'd love to get everybody's in, um, information home his dark materials his dark materials you have this in the must watch right
0: listen, listen.
1: and i gave you a really hard time about this show i i told you really the one with the panda bears in it or whatever and you're like they're, they're more than bears and there's atheism and blah blah blah, 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 blah. and that's that's that was you. I'm, you I'm sorry I, I i <laughs> yeah. blah, 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 blah. why don't you call me i'm busy um Remember, uh, I was like, it looks like some Golden Compass bullshit and you're like, no, it's so much more and I was like, no, but it, it so I, I watched the entire first season. It is the Golden Compass. It's just a longer version
0: of the Golden Compass. Okay, let's stop but, right there. Wait, okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh,
1: it's I, really I good and I enjoyed the crap out of it.
0: Okay, but I, just, I, prove I, I, I was
1: really, really good. Okay, go ahead.
0: Well, it's like you're saying, it's like Golden Compass was a $300 million disaster, right? Yep. Which almost stopped Warrior from getting made. Right. Right. So that's the story for another day. But it it literally nearly toppled New Line. Three and a half hours, and they still couldn't fit that movie. What we're talking about with The Queen's Gambit is the same exact thing with 7 hours, 15 hours, now you can get inside this book and understand what dust, that dust is dark matter, that we're talking about the I Ching and the movement of the universe and how physics aligns with the I Ching and with the divination of ether, and all of a sudden it becomes a quantum mechanic and cosmology physics lesson wrapped within this beautiful story of this little girl with her demon which is your extension, we have pets they have demons, and they're really an extension of us now if your pet could talk, wouldn't that be your best friend? Wouldn't that be a part of you? Plus, the demon changes uh, my, when you hit my puberty.
1: Do- my dog didn't talk, but um I made a voice for him, and we talked all the time. Also, you know that there is all that you know, metaphysical stuff, but also there's bears, and they're badass bears, yeah, and they're talking, they're cute
0: killer fucking badass polar bears who talk like this, and they like, or I'm uh, a bear. Yeah, they, talk like, like, they talk like Cliff does in my head. They're like,
1: oh, I'm a bear. Rah, 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 rah. Why you call me back? I love you, bud.
0: Um, that's really, that's my voice in your head. It's great. <laughs> I really kind of like that. If that's how I sound in your uh, head, I, I, I don't know why you don't listen to me more. <laughs> I should. Because, I should. Uh, but yes, it is. There's, there's warring <sighs> polar bears that are badass soldiers, and, and uh, there are, uh, listen, Okay. I have to say, and I don't, you know how hard this is for me to admit. Mm -hmm. Did you watch the newest episode?
1: Um, The, I haven't watched, I've watched up to the second episode of season two. Is there a new one past that?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, there's two, I think. I think four or either three or four just aired Monday. Okay. It's, it's the Lin Manuel episode.
1: Oh, I haven't seen that one. Well, and like I was telling you before, go ahead, go ahead
0: oh, no, no, I was just going to say that it it pains me to admit this, um, but he's, he got me, man. Brought a Brought Got you? I, uh, yeah. Yeah, he really did. And even acting with the damn green screen, man, this guy drew some emotion, and I was like, oh, don't make me like you. I mean, I'm not going to like Hamilton now. It's not like it's going to change that, but I uh-huh. really like, I saw the depth of his talent in this scene that uh-huh. he does in the cell, or a few scenes, and it's just like okay, I can't really, I don't like anything else I've seen, but the, well, I kind of like him in Curb. But you, got, I, I was kind of floored, I have to say. Well, that's
1: awesome to hear. I mean, I mean, I, I always like when somebody like that proves me wrong. Like we talked about this, uh, Anna Kendrick did that to me with a couple shows uh, recently. Um, someday it will happen for you and Luke Wilson. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm, gonna, I ship you guys. I ship you guys. Um, but I was just going to say, Sam Elliott is that plays the Lin Manuel character in the movie, and I. Uh, I would, I would like to see it that way, but I'm glad to hear that Lynn uh, has, uh, has, has, has warmed your heart.
0: Well, he's an aeronaut. He flies his, uh, his balloon, and uh, he's got his demon. He got captured. It's a, listen, this thing, it's got adventure. It's got violence, but it doesn't have like, the, the kind of violence. Oh, and it's also got a whole thing with thievery and like you know, the two worlds colliding. I, I don't understand what's bad about this, but it's why the Golden Compass no. fails. You no, I, I mean, I think they it, it failed movie. because
1: they had to, they had to get rid of all the religious stuff. they had to get rid of that entire conflict. There's none of the stuff about atheism and or any of that stuff couldn't didn't have time. So it's just right. a it's because they had to simplify the message. They had to take all of this stuff and shrink it down into something that you could understand in two or three hours.
0: Yeah but without organized religion and atheism and that thing it's like it's the same thing as as with the uh raised by wolves if you take out atheism versus the church in that finding a new land you have no show but yet with that right. it gives the show this this gravitas that you know even though it's simple you're like I'm I'm in this I'm grounded
1: Yeah well they're just trying to pull as much as they could to create their, their their whole goal I I I hate to be cynical was just to make another uh uh Lord of the Rings trilogy. They just wanted another s- fantasy place yep. that they could try and implement that. And that story, while is complicated, or a little more complicated than the books, it's, it's a fantasy kind of through and through with not as much allegory um, in it as some of this other stuff. Maybe it's allegory for the time, but it wasn't, you know, there's nothing hugely that stands out to me in, you know, Fellowship that's like, oh, this is this, and this is talking about this. It's, you know, it's just a bunch of people eating... Firsties, secondies, breakfasties, lunchies, second lunchies, fourth dinneries. Well,
0: but you're right, though, because what Tolkien did was create such a, a, d- a deep, dense, diverse world that that's all you right. needed, you know? And that's all you needed. He, right. And the father-son theme with Merlin and, uh, and um, you know, the Hobbit. It Gandalf. This, Gandalf. Uh, what did I say? Merlin? Yeah, I'm sorry. I went to Excalibur. Yeah. Uh, Gandalf and the Hobbit. It, it's it's you know, yeah, proto. Right. That's the that's it. That's, it. that's the father son. So you are grounded in yeah. that, and the rest is this yep. world that Tolkien created. That you don't need anything else with his dark materials. The world itself is our world, right? Except it's a right. little different. You know, instead of it being the Vatican, it's the Magisterium, and you know, there's mm. not much to really dive into. Like you're not dealing. It's all humans. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. And it, it, yeah. Animal. Yeah, they I mean and they tried and failed a lot of times. This is just one of
1: those kind of throw a lot of spaghetti at the wall things, right? For every Harry Potter, there's <laughs> a uh, there's a whatever that kid is in the and the and the Poseidon and all that one, the the Greek myths guys.
0: Remember those? Oh, yeah, Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson, dude. Which I really enjoyed
1: the first Percy Jackson, but it that just didn't one, yeah. it just didn't fly. But it's that same thing where, you know, and we talk about this a lot. Like, I, I, I wanted to talk about that, like YA. Like, I'm, I'm inten- I intensely believe that, you know, uh, there's two places that we've been pulling most of our TV that we consider either golden age television or not um, that isn't just directly from the creator's mind. And most of it's from either YA novels, mm-hmm. you know, when we talk about, you know, when we start talking about a lot of the things that we've gone over. In YA, I would actually start to include certain comic books um, and uh, and certain graphic novels. And then the other side are these really pulpy, bad novels. Right? Like, you know, and I'm not, I I just want to use some of these examples, and these aren't necessarily what I consider golden age television, but True Blood, Dexter, um, these things, are, these are not great books. They're not super well written. Even Lovecraft Country, which I've almost gotten all the way through, not a great book. Not a great book. It took, like, uh, it's okay, and it gets you kind of the framework and the imprint, but what 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 they did to make that really great was done by somebody else, right? That was done by the showrunner and by um and Jordan Peele. It was not done by itself by Matt in the book. And but but, but that that happens a lot. You find these 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 you either find these YA novels that everybody understands and gets behind, or you find these these kind of crappy books with good premise, and you turn those into television and let the writers go nuts on them.
0: Listen, you know, I think that's what uh, it, it was the slippery slope that we started when we started relying, you know, or insisted on relying on IP on underlying mm-hmm. IP is what I mean to say on um, the fact that, yep. you know, Quentin can't just come up with a movie now. He can, but no one else can. Everything else has to be a book, even if it's a shitty book. Oh, there was a book. So yep. now we can say it was based on a book. And then people go, "Ooh, that must have been a successful book because nobody reads anymore because we're post literate right now. I mean, I hate to say that, but, you know, if I, if I ask a regular person, what's the last book you read, you know, they're not answering yeah. me. They're like, shut right. up, asshole. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. it, and it
1: happens all over the place. And we talk about it in podcasts, which are the, are the, a great place to develop IP. I recommend developing all your IP with Starburn's audio. And, <laughs> uh, and we can come up with some great ideas that you can tell the movies. But other than that, you know. We talk about um, so, for instance, one of my favorite movies of the last few years that was felt fairly original was *The Kingsman*. Right, *The Kingsman* was a great little send-up of uh, of the James Bond novel. But Mark Miller, sure before he, well, that's why we want to get into it. It's not. Okay. Um, it's based on a comic book called *The Secret*. It's based on a comic book called *The Secret Service* that Mark Miller created specifically to see if this would make a, a movie. He wrote it. He published it with all the intentions on it being a film, um, but wanted to get it out there to people so he had something to work off of and 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 prove that it would work, and it did. And they've made some they made some changes. They called it the Kingsman, but um and and made some adjustments to it. But same with Kick, you know, after the success of Kick Ass for him, that's the way he decided he was going to put all his IP out there is, is through a comic.
0: Well, it's the same director, Matthew Vaughn, did Kick yep. Ass. And Matthew Vaughn Mm -hmm. did Kingsman, you know, but again, why I say this is the slippery slope we started relying on when we started relying on underlying IP because then we're going to run out of it. Now people have to just put out books to get it made into movies like that's even though it's a good movie, like you can't just get it made as a movie. No, no, no. Put out the book. And then once it's a book, no one bought the book. It was self-published, but no, no, no. It was an underlying IP. And that's where we're at now. So that, I, I also right. think we're going to start seeing change. Now with Matthew Yeah, Anderson, I think it has that to. Guy's, that guy, I'm sorry, but that guy's a visionary director. So I think anything yep. that guy's going to get his hands on, and I don't know that he's a writer. I think that that guy is just a yeah. helmer.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and that's one of those things when we start talking about people who I'd like to see more fun, it's Matt Vaughn for sure.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see more. I, I don't know that I want to see TV from Matt Vaughn. I want to see film from Matt Vaughn. But if I'm going to see TV mm-hmm. from Matt Vaughn, let's not change it. If I'm going to see, I, I want to see two-hour things from Matt Vaughn. If I'm going to see a series from Matt Vaughn, I would want it to be exactly in the vein of Kingsman and Kick-Ass. Uh-huh. That's my I agree. sense about that. And I think
1: those he, he kind of creates content that you only need two hours of. After that, you're like, I'm I'm exhausted, guys. I'm exhausted.
0: Yeah, because by the way, OK, great example on the other side. I don't want to watch the Kick Ass series. What hmm. I'm saying, I'm not saying you can't do it well, but I'm saying that's perfect for 90 minutes to two hours. That set piece at the yep. end with Chloe Grace Moritz doing all that. Woo-chuo, woo, 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 Luhu, woo, Thank you. Jesus. Uh, wushu uh, acrobatic stuff we hadn't seen, jumping on people's necks and twisting them with their legs and breaking them. You know, that was the stuff where we're like, oh, wow, okay. And then it was over and you're like, let's talk about it. He did the same thing in The King's Men in the Church with the Leonard Skinner song. He gave us that seven-minute, you know, I think it's supposed to be one-take fight in the church mm-hmm. where everybody dies, you know, <laughs> that, which is sick, you know, and again, which they kind of did a very similar thing with the gypsies in the gangs of London. And, and this is what I'm saying. We're seeing these things repeated over and over again, where is, and at, at the time Matthew Vaughn was cutting an edge with it, but now we've gone way over the edge, way past it. And where's the new, where's that new thing. Yep.
1: Yep. I have a question. This is actually a good question. Um, as we get past it, cause I agree with you. So some of these movies are now in the billions. Is there is there a trillion dollar series in, out there? Is there is there you know I know it's a ways away because we barely got past the one or two billions. What could we? Is there a ten billion dollar series? Is there a twenty billion dollar series before we get to the trillions? Is there is there something out there right now you think could make something in the like a, a series that could make in the twenty tens like break that next next barrier?
0: Um, I'll tell you why I don't because. Well, for starters, we don't really have movie stars anymore that are bankable, right? Like if you want to pay Chris Evans, sure, you get a lot of name recognition, but if he's not Captain America, he's not bringing people into box office. Now let's let's adjust for the fact that we don't have to necessarily bring people into seats anymore. All Chris Evans mm-hmm. has to do is be in Defending Jacob, and it'll raise Apple TV subscribers, right? So right. He, right? So that's why, especially when actors now are not going to necessarily be looked at to—I I just think that we're not going to see these—actors are going to be have to pay $100 million, etc., up front to even start— getting a budget that's going to go over a billion dollars. I mean, I think Cameron's right. kind of hit it with that. And and by the way, when he made Titanic, no one really, you know, Leo wasn't Leo. And Kate Winslet was, you know, I mean, she was famous, but I mean, unfortunately at the time, especially she was a woman, so she was getting paid an eighth of what any dude was getting paid and even with her fame. So they were spending no money on that. It was all on developing software and new stuff for how the hell to sync the Titanic, et cetera. I think we've, ex- you know, unless we're talking about military industrial complex software and hardware that we're going to start having a lease and buy from them for the next level of effects, mm-hmm. like, you know, how they'll borrow a graphics card, you know, like a like PS5 will take a graphics card from, a, you know, a, a Lockheed mm-hmm. Martin Skunk Works, uh, uh, you know, plane. That's, that's what I think yeah. is the only way we can bridge that gap. And I hope yeah. we never do because I, 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 I think it's senseless. Uh,
1: well I agree with you. I think well, here's here's an interesting thing. Video games are going to cross that line before movies will. Yes. Right. Gr- video games because of their cost and price point and where they're at and you know, I there are games, you know, that have been around for a while like uh, you know, franchises that have been around that have made, you know, probably in the tens of billions of dollars. Um and and certain games with microtransactions, but I think that you're going to have to have a real true merging of those pieces before we start seeing something exponentially grow like that going from a billion to a 10 billion is a big jump, but going from a billion to a hundred billion or a trillion is a humongous thing. That's going to require a new type of media that would allow for that many people to really be into it. Cause here's the reality. I believe of something like that, making something that big, you know, when we talk money, we also have to talk about, you know, when streaming, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if a movie makes billions or millions or, or tens or hundreds because it's the streaming service that's, Bu- paying for it. So, like, when, they, when when a streaming service buys, uh, you know, even if Netflix buys an a, a Adam Sandler movie, they're paying $15 million for it. Right. Way more than they spent. Right. Or... Right. Way more than they spend. So, they're just buying it. But that's it. That's how much the movie... The movie made $20 million, $50 million, $100 million, there's whatever. They're just buying it. Ext- there's no, there's no there's box office. It doesn't off matter. And, and then it's totally just the streaming part of it. So... That's really what's going to happen, and so you know, and then most people are going to assume like a a movie's supposed to cost ten dollars, fifteen dollars. So you can only have so many people. I was trying to do the math to see if you could make movie theaters survive by just having people go in and rent the theaters for one hundred and fifty bucks, right? You did the answer is no, (laughs) no. If you wanted a movie, a hundred. Because if you if you spend one hundred and fifty dollars, right, and you wanted one hundred and fifty million dollars in box office, you need a million people to spend one hundred and fifty million over the course of every weekend, and you need enough theaters to have one hundred and fifty million individual showings. It's just not economics aren't there, and that's where I think the box office isn't going to do it. You need something that's a platform as a service like a Netflix, but you need to combine that with something like an Xbox, where you have something that's that's growing and changing, and there's going to be a there's going to be a video game slash film someday. That will figure out how to merge those two things together in a unique way that makes it feel just as important to play as it does to watch. And that'll be the first thing that breaks a ten million dollar or ten billion dollar. I'm out.
0: Now listen, it's it's well I really don't have much to add to to what you just said. I have to tell you, uh I think this is, where this, is. this is where we're at. You know, listen, with Netflix raising its, its price now to $18 a month, they're higher than HBO Max, which is actually giving you now, especially with the Warner announcement, more blockbuster movies than you'll ever get on Netflix.
1: Oh, um, absolutely. HBO
0: Max for $14.99, and look what you're getting. You know, and, uh, yep. but Netflix is obviously, they're going to keep jacking up the price, and people are going to keep paying it. Yep.
1: Well, I mean, the, if you're gonna if you're gonna have any one streaming service, I still think right this sec you have Netflix. If you have two, you have HBO and Netflix. And you're gonna get two different things. One, HBO is gonna give you all the series, and Max is gonna give you all the movies. And then I think you know you have your third one, which is Disney, which I think is every, is everybody's number two. I think you you have right now you either have Netflix and Disney or Netflix and HBO. Probably not all three, but those three to get, if you watch those three, you don't need to watch anything else. You you won't have every single show and every greatness thing, but those are going to cover almost everything. And as much as I love Apple TV, I'd rather just buy the the season of Ted Lasso and, uh, and be done.
0: Right. Then subscribe. Yeah. All right. Okay, so should we go through some of the because we're getting into the weekend, right? So at least we could maybe yep. tell some people what to uh, you know finish up on something. I don't know. You've been doing great, so yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. We got day. we got a couple minutes. No, we we've gone through a lot of the we've gone through a lot of the things.
0: Me, me, me. I got want to do something, but I
1: changed my mind. Um, black narcissist. What is black narcissist?
0: Well, if I had to guess, it's probably based on a book. Now, to do it. <laughs> now I'm done. Yeah, we you called me out. Oh my <laughs> okay. gosh! Uh, so uh, it's 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 Gemma Arterton who I got to tell you I'm not not like she's this um, actor. You know Alessandro Nivola, right? I think I said that right. Uh, who I love. Yeah, he's he is, he is uh, th- he's the reason I watch this. Now this is FX on Hulu. This is just for if you have FX on uh, FX on Hulu. Um. I'm pretty sure, right? Or is it FX next day on Hulu? It's, well, there's, it's there's uh, yeah. What I, it's FX on Hulu, I believe. Okay, so it's a three-part miniseries. You know, so basically, they had a movie that was three hours. They turn I, I, again. I'm guessing it's based on a book, and it's a, it's a, you know, it's about a woman. It's basically a really backwards-ass love story, and there's not nearly yeah. any mysticism in it as I thought there would be in the in the uh, mountains of Nepal with uh, all the uh, whatever. It's just there's something about this show about the very ending. I mean, Gemma Arterton's okay. Alessandro is is great, as always. The supporting cast is really good. Like You really feel like you're watching, but it's very slow. It is the slowest mm-hmm. burn that you could. And even when you get to the end, and if you didn't realize, okay, so spoiler alert, right? Do we do that?
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, just so you, just so everybody knows, this the novel is from 1939. It's called Black Narcissus, written by uh, Margaret Rumor-Gauden, um, or Rumor-Gauden, and it was also a movie. Um, back in the 40s. So this has been around for a little bit. If 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 we're spoiling anything, um, we're spoiling it for your
0: grandma. Right. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of who this is playing to, to be quite honest with you. And again, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. It's this slippery slope of when you rely on underlying IP and you start running out of shit. And, you know, at the end, when you find out if you hadn't figured it out that that uh, these two are each other's lovers, that he abandoned her, and that's why she wanted to come and take over the Hindu temple—not uh, the Hindu, the, the uh, I don't know what it was, Shaos, the, the Tibetan temple uh, in the mountains there. Uh, she had this thing; she wanted to be the superior mother, and you realize, oh, it was to get to this guy, and and there's some kind of haunting. There is a supernatural thing, and one of the nuns gets possessed, and. It's just here's the thing, man. It's like I have it on watch, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You could avoid it, but if you're really down and thirsty, it's 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 content, and it's it's done at a high level. How,
1: let me ask you a question because yeah. this is this is one of those movies. Okay, so it's based on a book from 1939. It was 1947 British novel, um, probably written by a white woman. Um, yeah, definitely. Probably not necessarily. Yeah, from yeah, she is born in uh, Sussex, England, um, mm-hmm. and writing about the Nepalese people. Um, I'm sure that it, that book and the original movie uh, featured no, you know, nobody from that from that culture, and um, or Tibet or anywhere. So, how, does it feel weird? Does it feel disconnected in any way? I'm I'm always curious about this now nowadays. Like, how does it treat that subject matter, considering?
0: They, they treat it rather well just because, you know, these new people are writing it. So I imagine it's their take on it. But they still get into the prejudices of these, you know, white Christian uh, uh, convent coming there and thinking these people are animals, really. So they, they, they right. don't shy away from that, which is, which is good. Um, yet it's, 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 it's not as deep as it nearly would kind of you'd want it to be in any way and that's the thing about this nothing in this is as deep as you want you want this to be this deep mystical journey into the Mm -hmm. the mountains of nepal and it's it it becomes a kind of like bbc light
1: yeah here everybody who wants to take a deep mystic journey into the, the mountains of nepal i recommend skipping this and just going and finding some uh some ayahuasca and you'll take some deep journeys to wherever you need to go caves mountains gnomes cartoon people whatever That'll get you there. That'll get you there, and it won't cost you $12.99 a month.
0: Hey, if Mother Ayahuasca calls you, you got to go. <laughs>
1: all right. I got, we got just a couple minutes left. Thank you, okay, everybody go. on stereo, all the people that listened, all the people that are following us. We really appreciate it. OMG98TTT, we appreciate you. Um, yeah. But I wanted to get one last thing just because we have a couple minutes, and I just you're going to see this on your, um, on your TV, on HBO Max right now. What about super intelligence? Melissa McCartney's new joint.
0: Okay, listen. I think I'm probably the only person who laughed at this movie. That's all I'm going to say. I put it on the watch list, right? Right. Right. Listen, I don't even like James Corden. For some reason, now I do. Like, I, this movie is, it hits every beat. There's zero, there's zero chemistry between Bobby Cannavale and, uh, and, and Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. You
1: don't believe them for a second, right? You don't believe that relationship for a second.
0: No, I mean, here's the thing. Bobby Cannavale could play gay, straight werewolf. He could do anything. This guy, he just can't play chemistry with Melissa McCarthy. But that being said, there are, you know, the guy from Veep is in it. Uh, there's, you know, her husband's in it. Who's, that's the most chemistry is when they're talking to yeah. each other in the bathroom. Um, Always yeah, are. Yeah. That being said, though, uh, listen, there's something for sitting at home and putting your mind on cruise control and watching yep. this completely uh, uh, shallow, very, very paint-by-numbers movie that will just give you some some like comfort food, like mac and cheese.
1: Well, listen. I I watched it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it t- but it tastes pretty good going down. So it doesn't taste as good coming out. So this movie, and just in case you don't know exactly the I the concept behind it is that uh, Melissa McCartney is the most average human in America. She's nor she's like the down the middle. She's not you know she's not popular. She's not the smartest. She's not the dumbest. She's not any of those things. She's just average, right? And this computer super intelligence, hears somebody say this, and decides that they need, the, the super intelligence, which is a computer AI machine, decides that she, it needs to analyze Melissa McCarthy to, McCarthy to decide whether he's going. the super intelligence is going to save the world, enslave the world, or destroy the world. And those are the three options that are basically put on the table, and it's through analyzing Melissa McCarthy and specifically her relationship around Bobby Carnivale, who plays the most, like, normal dude I've ever seen him play. I like him playing badasses more, I'm going to admit it, but it was fine. Um, and then it's just about, and, and Melissa actually plays a character that sometimes is really average, but also is like super giving and also way too funny and has way too many witticisms to be the most normal person. The most normal person on earth wouldn't be this funny.
0: Right. Right. And hey, listen, there's a fundamental flaw in it because if the super intelligence needs to hear from someone else that this isn't the most average person, like you think it would have done its data. Like Scarlett Johansson yeah. and her would have already known who it was, wouldn't need anyone to hear, would have decided on its right. own. So right there, you already know it's starting out on a ridiculous concept, and then you just take right. the ride from there, like sledding. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's fun. I mean, they you know, you have to kind of just like, oh no, what if it's fake? No, they they try and just prove it. No, this is real. All this stuff is whatever it is. And then it takes this weird turn. It's a very 80s turn, um, which it reminds me a lot of Electric Dreams and some of the other 80s, you know. Boogaloo? You know, it, it actually. Boogaloo? Oh, I wasn't even thinking of Electric Bulu. That's breaking too. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, War Games obviously does a lot of references to, but specifically a movie that I used to watch a lot in the 80s that probably nobody really remembers, Electric Dreams about a computer that 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 gained sentience in the in a um in an apartment complex um and fell in love with the, the musical neighbor um a tiny with, little one of my favorites electric well. dreams it, and as far as in my head it sounds the song sounds exactly like purple rain electric dreams electric dreams but that's not how the song goes sound at all like a song. and we just lost 20 listeners when i sang yeah, electric I dreams like, by boom. the way just I
0: feel like how many did we lose boom. that
1: was a lot it's funny <laughs> Uh, well, we're 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 ending up our thing, but um, okay. yeah, it's definitely not a movie to go out and search for. But I do want to say this, and as we get going, I, I want to thank everybody for coming. Um, but I did want to let you know, Freaky is now available for rent. If you have twenty bucks and nothing else to do, go on and rent it. It is so much fun. Or wait another couple weeks before it just goes to like renting for four dollars. But I highly recommend. All
0: right, so we got so much more to talk about. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, everyone in yep. stereo thank you this was awesome I, I really I really yep. like this app just.
1: yeah thank you guys all so
0: much we'll be back on Monday and uh, all right. To do this stay safe
1: stay safe stay strong Jason Smith Cliff Dorfman I love you everybody thank you guys so much We're stuck